Wow, interesting. So it's almost like they diagnosed that the tree was not healthy, but they didn't provide you with the solution. Well, no, their solution was these are these trees are at end of life. You can get a little bit out of them for the next couple of years, but you're going to end up having to tear them out. And I, I got to tell you, the, the lemon trees are their full crop right now. And there's probably 200 lemons on a tree that was a year and a half ago. It was supposed to be end of life. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you wanna use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. This is episode 65, and today we, ha- we are going to have a discussion with Robert and Maria Summers. Their company is called InDeep Irrigation LLC. They are the inventors and the founders of the Root Quencher Watering System, which is a brand new product set to launch in about 60 days. I met Robert and Maria at the irrigation show in San Diego this past December, learned about their product, and I thought it would be a great, great, uh, not only product to discuss with all of you nerds out there, but an also a, f- a fun story because they have taken their product from uh, their initial pain point, their idea, all the way to manufacturing, prototypes, patents, and now they're set to launch here very soon. I also want to preface that the initial audio cut out while I was doing my first introduction, so I'm re-recording this here now, and we're going to cut right to my first question for Maria because the initial like 60 seconds of audio uh, was not any good. So I apologize for that. And we're going to jump right into this episode with Robert and Maria Summers of Root Quencher. So let's just first talk about the Root Quencher product. Well, the Root Quencher is a subsurface watering device that you can hook up to your current irrigation or to a water hose. It is designed for a depth of 9 inches to 22 inches, depending on your soil and your tree or shrub needs, because all the roots are, walls are different depth. Once you dig a hole, hook it up, put it in there, and uh, we also have a patent pending valve where you can adjust the water flow. Uh, Once you set it, you know, if you have a zone that you are watering, then every time you run that zone, it'll fill to what your needs are. Got it. Right on. So it sounds like I'm just going to guess that you're experiencing some kind of a problem and you scratched your own itch with this. <laughs> that is that is absolutely true, Andy. And it's, it you know, it's really, honestly, it's a blessing for us because um, we were able to revitalize trees that my parents planted back in the mid 60s. And that's where you know, we looked at it a year later and we said, oh my gosh, this is, the results are amazing. So we started kind of propagating them around the property. I think we have 70 installed here on just under a half an acre in Pasadena. And we have now have another dozen or so at the neighbor's house and uh, a few more out and about different areas. Because we have been interested in, you know, testing different soil types and kind of validating We've done some customer focus groups. We've done a lot of 
and a lot of things to, um, again, validate the product. So tell us more about this itch. You know, you said these trees were from the 70s. What was this itch, this pain point that was causing these trees not to be as healthy and, and, and allowed you to revitalize them? Well, this amazing house that uh, my parents built back in the 60s sits on a big hunk of decomposed granite. So any halfway decent dirt, my dad literally pickaxed a hole in the ground for the trees. But generally, I mean, decomposed granite, of course, has great nutrients, but it's very, very sandy. Um, it drains well, which is good. You know, you're not going to have any roots rotting per se, but all the soil needs to be amended for additional, you know, it has, I say nutrients, meaning it has the, it has good chemistry, but it doesn't necessarily have the, the mulch and the enrichment uh, that's needed to grow a tree or a plant. So everything has to be amended. And we're actually in the process of kind of going through and testing all of that and trying to figure out, um, that's actually how we came up with the size of the root quencher is because we wanted a tube large enough that we could deliver fertilizers and other nutrients into the chamber and have that push out into the soil. You know, the trick is establishing that capillary action in poor soil. The good news for us is, you know, we don't have a lot of clay. There's a little bit of clay here, but generally it's pretty sandy soil, so we can get the water and nutrients to move. Gotcha. Okay. And yes, our audience can't see, and I have touched this product in real life at the IA show so I can speak to it. And there's some similar products on the market. I definitely say that they're a lot different. And I would like to dig into that a little bit more here in a minute. But for those of you that can't see and haven't gone to rootquencher.com, it is a cylinder that uh, goes subsurface, sort of like the watering products that are available today. And uh, Robert, I hadn't thought about putting fertilizer into the chamber before. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I know a, a couple of our competitors talk about it briefly, but we're very serious about it because I've never, from the from the time of literally watching my parents put, uh, you know, ammonium nitrate on the surface around a, a fruit tree and scratching it in, in, in the surface and then watering it, it just doesn't make sense to me that that soil surface is here and the roots are up to 24 inches down in the ground. So I started with, uh, we started with granular uh, fertilizer and that's okay. Um, it does dissolve in the chamber, but honestly the real money shot on that is uh, liquid organic fertilizers. And we have a partner that we work with um, on that and it, it, the results are fantastic. Okay. And just to back up for a second, when did you first have this idea to create this product? So it was summer before last. So I guess it was right, right after COVID or right before COVID? Right after. So right after COVID. Yeah. So, you know, idle minds <laughs> sitting at home waiting for that. But you knew there was a problem. So the problem existed and has for a long time, right? Since you were a kid and these trees and this, um, uh, this rough, uh, what did you call it? Something granite? Soil? Oh, decomposed granite. Decomposed granite soil. So the problem actually existed, but it wasn't until, you know, 18 months ago that you thought, huh, let's do something about this. What? Well, we did notice that our lemon trees weren't thriving as much as they were in the past. So we had a um, 
We had a horticulturist. Horticulturist come out, come out and and told us, oh, they're on their last leg, and because they're so precious to us, because his parents actually, you know, grew them from babies, uh, we wanted to preserve them. So our brain started rolling, and Robert's like, you know, well, why don't we do? He 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 was making up devices on his own, you know, getting some. Um, tubing from the hardware store and making his own holes in it and you know oh let's try this let's try that we had so many prototypes before we actually came up with the the actual the way it actually looks now and uh, we tried it and actually put the fertilizer in and um, we noticed that lemons were just growing everywhere and we're like well wait a minute we would have listened to the horticulturist we would have pulled them out and be done with it. But now we were able to preserve these trees and there's like a whole bunch of crops now. So. Wow. Interesting. So it's almost like they diagnosed that the tree was not healthy, but they didn't provide you with the solution. Well, no, their solution was these are, these trees are at end of life. You can get a little bit out of them for the next couple of years, but you're going to end up having to tear them out. And I, I got to tell you, the, the lemon trees are their full crop right now, and there's probably 200 lemons on a tree that was a year and a half ago. It was supposed to be end of life. That's incredible, and it's it's interesting because they weren't necessarily wrong. They're actually right. At that time, under those conditions, without anything added, they were end of life, and yeah. your product hadn't existed yet. No one had tried to solve the problem or tackle it from a different direction, right, or see what was possible. So that is amazing that there was that kind of uh, comeback on those trees. And we have the same kind of results. We have a, a Fiji apple that has been having, it's probably what, maybe 10 years old. So it's not an old tree, but it's never really, again, because of the soil conditions and the lack of being able, I mean, you can't really amend an existing tree. That's actually one of my next experiments uh, to try to get some amendments down deep beyond fertilizers. You know, I, I have dug holes and put worm castings in certain trees um, to try to help them. But honestly, the root quencher and fertilizers has been the best result. So we have the two navel oranges, uh, Fiji apple, and then we have some new trees that we just planted over this last year. A mandarin orange, a couple of plum trees, a lime. So we have a whole line. We've got, a you know, 150 feet of fruit trees. Wow. This sounds oh, like you could have, uh, just thinking out loud, the future of your product could be a, a razor razor blade where you give this thing away and you, you sell fertilizers per specific plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, one of our business models, Andy, uh, long-term is that we want to be, there's so much information out there. We would like to be kind of the one-stop shop for tree and plant health We've always dreamt of putting together a tree tree and shrub database with root depths and nutrients and watering. Because And generally, the way people speak about watering is so many inches on top of the ground. You know, they don't talk about, there's nothing geared towards deep root watering. And it's funny, everybody that I talk to that visits our site, chats with us, or buys our product, because our product is pre-selling right now quite successfully, um, I tell them, you know, the, the biggest problem you're going to have here is you might overwater, mm-hmm. you know, delivering uh, a fully extended root quencher holds a gallon of water 
you know, so depending on your the PSI and gallons per minute coming out of your system, you could actually potentially overwater and harm your trees. Mm-hmm. Good. Now we're starting to talk the sprinkler nerd language with PSI and gallons per minute and, and overwatering. So that it's pretty common that people overwater, especially homeowners. They just like to see that water flowing. Well, and I'll tell you, Andy, that is one of the challenges of the root quencher. I almost thought about putting a little, like a little nick on the valve so that you could hear it running. Because the disconcerting part, and I'm, I'm an old sprinkler guy. My uncle actually designed and built uh, rain jet sprinklers back in the 60s and 70s. Wow. I don't know if you remember rain jet. I've heard of it. But uh, I kind of have a lineage of uh, irrigation products, I guess. But the biggest problem with uh, the root quencher is you walk around your garden and the, the zone is going and you have no idea there's anything going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there might be some ways, you know, we could tackle that offline. My sprinkler nerd brain's already already going. There's some potentially existing products on the market and maybe some stuff you could, you know, add on to that uh, in a kit or something, some indicators of sorts um, that could be interesting. Yeah, we definitely think that uh, we have a study going here at the house um, with, uh, we have meter uh, moisture sensors. So we monitor the moisture on the on the orange the orange trees that we're testing we have some miniola orange trees 10 of them that we're testing um you know the volumetric water content on a minute by minute basis every day wow and i'd love to be able to drive i've actually been talking to a couple of sprinkler manufacturers about you know on demand watering you know i know there's a couple of systems out there where you can put a moisture sensor in and it will stop you from watering if the VWC is at the certain level, but I love the idea of the reverse, the, you know, on-demand watering, water the tree when it needs it. Yep. Yep. Um, and that is possible, but it, that, that technology isn't at the, let's say low price point entry for, for this type of a system, right? It's, it's, it's thousands of dollars in a commercial application. Um, but I think you're right. Instead of, um, having a certain amount of time, until it's wet enough, have it start, you know, when you need it on demand. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Well, it sounds like you have a product that is proven because you've seen it with your own eyes. These trees coming back to life is a pretty amazing story. I hope you have some before and after pictures. We do indeed on our website. And we've actually got, um, if you take a look at our, I think it's about us, we have pictures of the orchard when it was first planted in 64 and a lot of interesting pictures from way, way back as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's transition and talk about how you, 18 months ago, you had this idea because you were at home quarantining as we all, not quarantining, but you know, working from home, stuck at home, whatever you want to call it during COVID. So you decided to make this product. How did you go from having this idea to actually taking an action step to make it happen? Well, I remember sitting with Maria as we were seeing, you know, literally results two months after putting some of these devices in. And we had gone through, by the way, we'd gone through, we had spray heads, we'd gone to bubblers and I thought, yeah, you know, I'll put a basin, I'll put a bubbler. And then I started reading and learning more about evaporation. I thought, no, that's going to be, you know, and, and again, surface of the ground, deep roots, how am I going to get that water all the way down there? And it just doesn't doesn't work. Even in this pouring rain that we had a couple of weeks ago, I was digging a ditch and 
it was wet down about eight, 10 inches and the water didn't go anywhere beyond there. Watering and deep is a lot of people, very difficult. Even watering two inches to on a regular system is difficult because you really have to cycle and soak. And sometimes it's just your system doesn't doesn't allow for it, right? And you're fighting you're fighting evapotranspiration in the landscape as you're trying to water. It wants to go the other way. Yeah. So I think the turning point for us was when I started. Uh, there, there, I have, I don't know, a dozen different root quenchers before they were even root quenchers. And uh, before we even started CAD designs or this idea that we were going to have a product, you know, I came to Maria and I said, you know, look at, look at the amazing results that we've had. And I had added a valve so that in a regular sprinkler line, I could have a root quencher tree. I could have sprinklers. I could have a watering bed. I could have drip irrigation. So that valve not only controls the flow for the tree itself, but for the time that you need the zone to run and the amount of water that you want to ultimately deliver. So I looked at her and I said, I, I really think we have something that we could take to market and not so much in, as, we, as we morphed into this, into creating a in-deep irrigation, you know, we realized, well, okay, we want to offer a product I want to honor my parents and my uncle's legacy, um, but we really want to help people because we've struggled so much in plant health, diseases and watering and nutrients and all of that. And the root quencher honestly solves for all those problems uh, in some pretty amazing ways. So we, we went into it very cautiously. We got a friend of ours who's an attorney. We found, uh, we had a CPA. And we actually hired uh, a friend of mine to do a marketing study. So we went very cautiously into this. And then we kind of started working on some CAD designs and started talking to a couple of manufacturers. So it was a, it was a long process to get to the point. I think we finally pulled the trigger on Indeep, what, in June? You know, we had a market study. We had some CAD designs. We had several patents filed because um, we have some other deep watering products as well but uh, we've got some provisional patents and some design patents filed for our products and uh, you know we continued we before we remortgaged our house we uh, um, you know looked at looked at the whole thing and said you know is this going to be is this going to be fun is this going to bring us joy we think it's going to bring joy to so many people that struggle with you know, keeping healthy plants and trees and dealing with the issue, you know, our product ends up and it was a last minute change. Our product ends up solving for not just root depth, but soil conditions. So, you know, you can buy a root quencher today, take it anywhere in the country for any tree or plant, any soil conditions, adjust it to the depth you need it and install. Yeah, that's... Fantastic. So what do you think, you know, or how many prototypes did you make before you went to manufacturing on the quote unquote final prototype? I think I have probably eight or 10 in a pile in the workshop of various depths and various um, diameters. It it was, you know, closed off bottom, not closed off bottom, uh, all kinds of iterations that are kind of fun to look back at now. And we actually, 
we were in our final designs and Maria and I were out in front putting in some of these um, on some uh, privet in the front. And I had an auger, I had a um, post hole digger, and I could not get the hole any deeper than nine inches. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So this is a huge problem. Because right now we had had a device that was 12 to 24 inches. And I thought, you know, 12 inches is kind of deep. I mean, it's kind of challenging in some soil conditions. So I raced back to my designer and I said, I need three chambers, not two. Mm. And, you know, these are telescoping the way that they fit together. Uh, They have holes that can be plugged with our directional plugs so you can have the water going out in both directions or in one direction. There's a a lot of details to it. Some people call it over-engineered. I call it perfectly engineered (laughs) because it's, it's from life experience. It's, you know, it's, I know we're going to get to this, but it, we're proud of it because it's one made in the USA, uh, two, it's mid priced in the market. So landscapers can buy, you know, a case. I always like to tell them, buy a case of our product. You can install it and generate revenue for yourself and help your customer right there. With our competitors, you have to know the, the root depth, you have to know the hole that you can dig, and then you order the product because they have, you know, four or five different sizes. Mm-hmm. And they don't have an adjustable valve. So it's really not, if you look at the information out there, it's really not um, made to be in with other systems. Yeah, I was going to say price is subjective because if you have a different product or a better product, you command your own price because it's not to be compared to something else. Yes, there's something similar, but if this is new and it solves a problem better and there's advantage and value to it, then you should be able to charge for that value. Yep. Yeah. So what do you think, you know, and again, I don't want to compare to the existing because part of solving, to me, part of solving a problem better than anyone is not coming to it from the existing lens, right? Rethinking it. You guys are rethinking this completely different. I think part of that is adding the fertilizer. And I think that your little valve that's on there might have something to, to do with that. Would I, would I be right thinking? Because a lot of existing products are just, they just drip into the hole, but you can't really, you can't really, you know, pour for lack of a better word, pour a lot of water in there. Right. And ours is definitely made, again, if you look at the website, ours is definitely made that you adjust the valve to, I mean, water rushes into the chamber. The idea is you pour the fertilizer in the bottom, rushes into the chamber, the fertilizer mixes. Oh, I will say, Andy, one of the other things I hate about fertilizing is that I don't want to get a watering can. I don't want to measure out, you know, exactly how much I want to, then I'm going to dilute it. Then I'm going to go around again and pour it on the surface. It's like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, honestly, Robert, does anybody really measure? They're just like, ah, I'll take a scoop. It's probably good. And if it was a little bit much, Hey, that's better. Anyway, I think, you know, it's rare that a homeowner actually like measures quarter cup of this, a gallon of that. (laughs) Yeah. So the cool thing with ours is, and it, and it feels, again, it's something that we tested over a period of time, but um, even with pest controls, you know, the pest controls that are available that go, that you, um, again, pour on the surface that are supposed to be picked up by the root system, 
that help with some uh, infestations uh, of uh, different bugs, uh, that can be delivered through the requencher as well. Yeah. And yes, it is absolutely, you know, we can get, um, we deliver, our valve will deliver an, an eighth of a gallon to two gallons per minute through, the, through that valve at 40 PSI. Yep, and the sprinkler nerds listening know two gallons per minute is no joke. That's a good amount of water run, you know, running quickly. Yeah, so that's where the valve comes in is that if you can imagine that much water going into that device, um, I've got it on uh, some of my drip systems, some of my regular you know, lawn systems, and it's all about balancing that flow to make sure you're getting a enough water into the device. Actually, in the front, I had to install some lower flow uh, sprinkler uh, heads so that I could um, balance the system more appropriately between the root quencher and the lawn. But every landscaper I talk to right now says, oh, no, 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 you can't run a lawn and a tree on the same zone. Well, those of us that don't want to dig up our sprinklers that have been in there for, I think this current system is 20 years old. Um, I don't want to trench everything up and replumb it. I made a device that would do what most of us want is, you know, let's use what we have and make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you're able to adjust the application rate. Right. Right there on the fly, um, infinitely from what did you say, an eighth of a gallon per minute, eighth all of the a way gallon. up to two gallons per minute. Yep. And remind me, how many gallons did you say that the root quencher held if it were filled up with water? Fully extended, it holds one gallon. One gallon. Okay. So if we're at two gallons per minute, that means in 30 seconds, you can fill up the root quencher and mix your fertilizer. Exactly. Yep. That's pretty awesome, really. And if about that, especially if you had to do 10, 20, 30, a bunch of trees that you could drop in your fertilizer, open the valve all the way and fill the whole thing up in 30 seconds. Yeah. Your spring fertilizing for your fruit trees becomes infinitely easier and more effective. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll be waiting for your monthly fertilizer subscription to, uh, to bundle onto this device. <laughs> well, we already have a partnership um, set up for that. We've got a partnership for the augers. Uh, we have some really great partners on the business side and on the product side so far. So we're excited about that. Awesome. Okay. So let's, let's keep going through this, bringing this product to market. We talked about, uh, the design, you know, coming up with the idea. When did you go to actually manufacturing and how did that, that process work? So manufacturing, we interviewed, three different manufacturers and uh, got serious with two of them and went through the went through the pricing talking about the different materials I said look guys I want this to be schedule 40 PVC I said I know the value of that standard in the industry so we designed everything schedule 40 um, we I think we changed the lid 17 times before we got it where we wanted it because you know, we wanted it to vent so that you could get air, you know, a little bit of air to the roots. Uh, we wanted it to be easy to take off and put on because that was one of the challenges we had early on. Um, closing the bottom of the chamber, all those things we dealt with in manufacturing and uh, the number of holes, the spacing of the holes, all the, the CAD designer fortunately worked well with this one particular manufacturer that we settled on. And uh, we've 
gone through, I don't know, half a dozen real live products, working prototypes to get it fine tuned to where it is today. Wow. It's, you know, we looked at China, we looked at tooling in China, we looked at manufacturing in China, and we just felt like, you know, everything going on in the world and in this country, I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox about made in the USA because not everybody cares about that. But for us at, at our age, you know, supporting our country, making a little bit less money on the on the product, it, it feels like we're in the right place. Right on. Love that. You're closer to it, too. So you can potentially make changes quicker, ship quicker, all of that. A lot of benefits. Honestly, our product's going to be made in Valencia, California. Our tooling is being made in Carson City, Nevada. Advantageously, we can pick up the phone and talk to people and deal with issues because we have had some some challenges in manufacturing. We're in we're past T1 samplings on the directional plugs and the caps, and we're in various stages on the chambers. But we have you know these. It's an incredible. We decided to do hydraulic collapsible cores um, to keep the cost down for the consumer. But the tooling is you know hugely expensive. But yeah, and you don't have to share real numbers if you don't feel comfortable. But I would love to know: Is this a under ten thousand dollar investment? Is this a more than fifty thousand? Like, what kind of range does it take to bring one product like this to market? Well. This is a this is a very detailed product, but I mean we are probably I don't know better than half a million dollars into this. Okay, wow, right on. We're gonna go sell a bunch of them. <laughs> Hope you do. Amen, Amen to that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm I'm still thinking because you you caught me, you know, when we met at the IA show and I learned about the product, I was really personally thought the main difference was it's telescoping so you can have one size right on your truck you don't have to keep all the various SKUs, and then your valve made it so that you could adjust the flow rate per each application but i hadn't thought of actually putting fertilizer in there and i think that this is a really um really differentiates it it is a it's a product all of its own it's almost a whole new category that never existed before well, there's, there's three things that stick out in my mind when you talk about that. It's one, we're the only product on the market that has an actual bottom to it. Um, there are some drain holes so that water won't stay in there long term, but we actually have a solid bottom. And one of the reasons we designed it with solid sides is because we wanted to control the direction and the flow of water. And that's unique. There's no other product uh, on the market that... Uh, has solid sides everything else is a mesh Mm -hmm. so we think those those two things along with the valve are really really the key differentiators uh, beyond the adjustability yeah so where are you in the actual manufacturing process at this point so we are uh we have two two of the five molds done we are uh, four months into it (laughs) all this stuff takes time because it's all 420 steel it's the you know i don't know how many millions of parts we're going to get out of it but we went with the top-notch steel for it we are probably two months away from actual product uh being able to ship so that's where we're at we have our manufacturing is all lined up 
our distribution is being handled, our assembly and distribution is being handled in Hawthorne, California. So it's really, other than the tooling being in Nevada, it's a California solution, which we really like too. Yeah, fantastic. So in the manufacturing process, I just thought of asking you this, have there been any big hiccups or curveballs that came at you that made you, that surprised you, made you want to quit, you know, things like that? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Maria would say the cost. The cost. <laughs> yeah. And the co- COVID really too, because, you know, um, people aren't going to work um, because they're sick and we can't get materials. Yeah, PVC is, uh, as as are all plastics or oil Petroleum products are challenging, and you know even our even our current pricing. Our manufacturer told us they said, "Well, when we actually get to shipping the product, we'll let you know how much it's going to cost." <laughs> so that's a little bit unnerving. But on the on the marketing side of things, you know, we've had a lot of fun. It's been a not a huge learning curve because I've always been in visual marketing. Um, it, it, the you know the costs, the tooling costs, and the time it takes to get everything done right. Once it's behind us, we're, you know, we're going to be off and running to the next product. But uh, it's it's definitely been unnerving. And I'll sit down with Maria and say, okay, babe, we got another twenty five thousand dollars. We got to spend on whatever it is. And she's like, okay. So I think the best the best times we've had in the last month have been when our T one samples come in. We'll get a box of. Can you grab that box? We'll get a box of, just so you can see it, Andy, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get a box of samples of the actual product. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's so, you know, directional plugs, obviously the viewers can't see this, but you know, the plugs that fit in the side of the device to, to channel the water and then the actual cap, you know, that again, like I was saying, has a very specific, very specific design to it. Um, on how it fits and the air air holes and all of that. But to actually see the real product and know that we could make these right now is kind of exciting. Yes, yeah, you're a baby. You guys are birthing that. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Yeah, and I would say that because I've seen it and held it in, in real life, that it's a totally different design than the other root watering systems. The other root watering systems were kind of like something that you might cobble together on the weekend if you had some spare parts laying around, right? And your device is just tons and tons of thought put into it, which is really cool to see. Thank you. Um, it, as it relates to marketing, who do you think is a target customer for you? Well, we have several different personas that we've worked up through our study, and then we did some um, advanced surveying the last few months with uh, actual customers and potential customers, and we came up with some personas that, and we there's three distinct ones, no big surprise. I mean, the first one is somebody like us that wants to get out there and get dirty and is not afraid of, uh, you know, cutting apart their PVC and putting stuff in, in line. Kind of the, the DIY homeowner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The second one is the, is the guy who's, you know, they make a good living. They love their garden, but they don't want to, they want to hire somebody to get it done. Bottom line. And then the third guy, and, and one of our most important ones, honestly, and I wouldn't have told you this a year ago, 
but one of our most important personas is the landscaper, you know, the landscape contractor, because we recognize that this is such a, and I, until I started talking to landscapers and showing them the product, I didn't realize how impactful it was because they can go to us, their site and they can look and see a need and they can try to convince the customer, okay, well, let me go ahead and buy, you know, product X for you. I'll have it back to you in a week or so and we'll install it. With the root quencher, as I said, I think when we started, the advantage is you carry, you know, a case of 10 in your truck and you've got a, you know, a 40, dollars $50 product and you've got a hundred dollar installation. You are taking care of the client real time. You're generating some extra revenue, which is, it's challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you see a tree that's struggling, you know, you have a product on your truck that's ready to go. Yeah. Nobody wants to cut down a tree. No homeowner wants their tree cut down and unless it's for a completely different purpose than the health of the tree. Right. They'd much rather save a tree if possible. You know, and I'd never thought about this, but you got me thinking as you we were talking about a landscaper is that the other quick, easy alternative other than a deep root watering system is just like those, you know, tree gator bags. Um, you know, the, the water bags around trees would be the only other option that somebody might put out there, which isn't solving, it is not solving or addressing the actual problem like you guys have. No. And I, you know, I respect the, the tree gator guys. There's a, there's a new product that was at the IA and a couple other the shows. Diaper. The <laughs> tree diaper. I saw that actually at a landscape warehouse the other day. You know, I, I respect the heck out of anybody who's willing to take something to market. There was one other one too, that was at IA that I thought was pretty good that surrounds the the tree and kind of drips water down. But again, it's like we're missing the goal here. I mean, if you can, you get the water into the ground, most of those are bypassing evaporation, which is great. So that's 50% of your problem right there. But mm-hmm. the other, and I don't know the number, but I want to say 20, 30% of water savings and efficient usage is getting down to where the root is. Mm-hmm. And none of those do that, unfortunately. Yeah. And be able yeah. to get, get the nourishment down there, you know, the fertilizers. And- yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I agree. Yeah. So what do you guys, um, and I asked two questions that are sort of polar opposites of each other. What are you guys most excited for, you know, say in the next six months to a year? Well, I think we're most excited to actually have product because I've done a lot of backpedaling and dancing. And that's, I mean, I'm a salesman, so that's what I do for a living. But, you know, to be able to have, like, I'd love to be able to ship you a device today. And there are several people I've talked to that I've said, look, I don't have it. I won't have it till April, but I'll come and install it for you. You know, things like that, because we're so excited about, you know, having product available. I've got a, a one of the Instagram influencers has a whole orchard of fruit trees himself. And I can totally see where I'd love to be able to ship them, you know, half a dozen products so they can take a look at it, try it. Mm-hmm. And I can see if this was, if it was available and you had a point of purchase at a wholesale supplier or distributor, I could see this taking up with landscapers. I think you, you hit that right on. It's a great opportunity for them. Yeah. So product in hand, that's what you're most looking forward to. I totally, totally get that. So, well, and I, I, could probably guess the next 
what your answer to the next question would be. And so my question is, what are you guys most worried about in the next six to 12 months? Honestly, having enough money to be able to develop more products because we have three other, three other deep watering products that we really love. And, uh, you know, we've got to sell, we got to sell some root quenchers to get some money back in the coffers, so to speak. But, yeah. uh, that's the biggest challenge. Fantastic. I know that once, and I have a couple of really great marketing guys that are working with us. I know that once we can tell the story to the landscape people, highly technical, and we have that on our website. But as I'm reminded of, we've also got to remind, we've got to tell people how simple it is to install. I can install it. She's, she's installed them herself. Yeah. So, so. You, you just got to know how to dig the hole. <laughs> Right. Well, and she is a professional post hole oh digger. So. <laughs> oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. You could then sell the, a specialized post hole digger for this. There is a four inch post hole digger that we're going to offer along with the augers because uh, I've actually run into some problems here at the property discovering electrical lines and uh, mm. data lines and things like that with the auger after it's sliced it apart. Oops. So I kind of like the I kind of like the post hole digger. It's a little bit gentler, kinder. No, it's interesting. It's like a whole new system, right? I mean, I, like I like I was thinking before. This is a whole new category. Yes, you're putting water down there, but it's more than water, and uh, it's kind of going to unlock a whole new opportunity. I think we've actually been working off and on with the EPA to try to get them to develop a deep watering category. That's something that's interesting to me. Maybe you and I could work on that together hmm. because right now, you know, they have sprinkler bodies is the closest category and they're not, they're not opposed to the idea, but, um, they just don't, you know, they got a lot of stuff going on right now with all the, uh, water shortages and droughts that are happening. But we're also our other, I, I should have said our other persona per se, is uh, we are going after cities and counties. Uh, we were at the WaterSmart uh, show in October, and we met a lot of great people that are managers of, of water districts. So we've been reaching out to them because we'd love to come up with a consumer rebate program in different cities and counties and offer this. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know where everybody lives, but just the city savings if you look at medians and parkways in city owned areas the root quencher is a perfect fit for most of that landscaping whereas yeah. you see you drive by early morning or late at night and there's spray going everywhere you know out of spray head so we could fix that yeah totally agree well cool so if somebody wants to learn more about the root quencher and or reach out to you because they want to buy it or maybe there's a distributor listening that would like to talk to you about carrying the product. How can they learn more? Uh, they can go to rootquencher.com or they can call us. I mean, my cell is 818-877-0751 and I can be reached directly at Robert at uh, either rootquencher.com or indeepirrigation.com. Fantastic. Love to we love the interaction. I mean, we really enjoyed meeting you at the show and uh, love the interest and feedback uh, in making this product 
even better than it is now. Yeah, I can't wait to see it come to come to real life and to be in a store near me. I could I see it happening. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, well thank you so much guys. Appreciate talking with you. Wish you the best of luck with the root quencher and I'll drop uh, links to your website and such right down in the show notes and uh yeah best of luck appreciate you thank you so much andy appreciate the time my pleasure